This podcast is proudly brought to you by Team Guru. Helping leaders grow, teams perform and organisations communicate. Welcome to episode eight of the Forza City podcast, where not even the weather will stop us from giving you all the behind the scenes news from Brisbane City Football Club. I'm David Frizzell, and I'll take us through all the action, or indeed lack of action, from Corporate Travel Management Stadium. Media manager Simon Smale is here again. G'day, Simon. G'day, how are you, Dave? I'm well, thanks. A bit of a washout this weekend. Yeah, the East Coast Lowe certainly played havoc with the PlayStation 4 National Premier League's Queensland fixtures. A complete washout of the three games scheduled for the South East on Saturday, and City's match against the South West Queensland Thunder was no exception, unfortunately. I've seen the photos and the video of the torrential rain at Corporate Travel Management Stadium. Check them out on Facebook if you haven't already. Absolutely incredible footage. The ground was completely underwater and impossible for any play to take place on Saturday. You've been down to the ground since then, Simon. How's it looking now? Incredibly, it's looking great. Uh, Full credit to Sean Guyer and Lino Del Vecchio, who gave up their Sunday morning to repair the pitch and get it ready for the overseeding program that's been scheduled for this week. This overseeding is essential for the playability of the field as we go into winter, so... And it's been planned for a long time, so it's terrible timing for the floods to happen. Uh, but they've done an incredible job to clear up the field, and it, and it looks fantastic. There's probably no good timing for a flood, I imagine. But uh, when will that Thunder match be rescheduled? Uh, we're not sure yet, actually. This weekend has been muted, but that's not been confirmed by Football Queensland yet. I think we're just going to have to wait and see. So I guess we'll all just need to keep an eye on Facebook and Twitter when that announcement's made. And were there any other matches outside the southeast that were able to take place on the weekend? Yes, Olympics resurgence under Terry Kirkham has continued. They hammered Northern Fury 6-1 in air. Uh, Another venue change for the Fury, but the same old results, unfortunately. 13 games now without so much as a point sees them rooted to the bottom of the table. On Sunday on the Sunshine Coast, the Heat got back to winning ways, beating the Fire 3-1 thanks to two late goals from Jamie Carroll and Kieran Sanders, but that's the only two games that happened. I find the Furies such an interesting case. I understand that they represent North. They're the Northern Fury, and, and therefore they take a lot of their games on the road and essentially don't really have a home ground. I know in one respect that's the right thing to do for the club, but it must have an effect on the way they're able to gather a fan base and, and what it does for their players. Yeah, absolutely. City, of course, played a game at Ingham earlier in the year, so they've taken a couple of games away from Townsville. There's only 11 home games in a season, so you take two of them away, that's nine home games, and it's difficult then to gain a support in your main catchment area, which is Townsville, I would have thought. But at the same time, you're right. I think it's admirable that you take games away into the regional areas, and we saw it, of course, with the Matildas on Saturday taking a game to Ballarat, and I thought that's very admirable. But yeah, you're right. I wonder whether the Fury have a strong enough identity at the moment within the area to take games away and be able to take games away from Townsville. It's quite the conundrum for them. It'll be interesting to see what kind of decisions they make around their scheduling next season. All right. In other news, there's a big signing over at Olympic. Yeah, former Brisbane Roar and Socceroo fullback Shane Stefanuto is going to be lacing up the boots once more after the 36-year-old signed for Olympic, having left the Roar at the end of last season. His signing's yet to be ratified by Football Queensland as he's going to try and have to fit into the player point system as a marquee player. That's only the second ever in the PlayStation 4 National Premier League's Queensland, the other being Matt Acton, who also played for Olympic after leaving the Roar last year. 
Um, but look, this is huge for the competition. Like having an internationally capped player playing in the PlayStation 4 National Premier Leagues and a two-time A-League champion, someone who was playing A-League football just last year. I mean, it's huge for the league and important to show how far it's come in terms of talent and skill levels. Look, it's going to be a great test for wingers, that's for sure. And really big deal for an Olympic side that are on the rise after a disappointing start to the season. So as you say, yet to be ratified by Football Queensland. You can't imagine they'd hold that back given what it will do for the league. So when is Stefanuto likely to play his first game? Not sure, but City's next scheduled game is against Olympic Sunday week at Goodwin Park. So we might be up against, we might be the first team to test him out. It might be our wingers the first the first to be under the pump, hey? Well, absolutely. But having said that, I think I'm going to back Jason Park in that contest. Oh, he's... He'd probably really enjoy that challenge, wouldn't he? Oh, I think so. I think, I think it would be incredible to watch. So let's hope it happens in time for that. Let's hope. Okay, there's plenty happening off the field despite the lack of action on it. Last week, we broke the news that City had signed Carter Glockner from Eastern Suburbs in the Flight Centre Premier League. Simon, you caught up with our brand new signing at training last night. Okay, Carter, welcome back to Brisbane City, or welcome back for a member of the Glockner family anyway. Um, was that was your dad playing here in the NSL um, a big part of your reasons for wanting to come and play here? I think so, yeah, definitely. Um, I've always wanted to, um, and I've always been interested in Brisbane City as a club, and um, having the opportunity now to, to come and play here was, was awesome, and I couldn't really say no. I imagine a big part of that decision was probably um, John Cosmina. <laughs> <laughs> was um, John Cosmina, um, you know, one of the most prolific strikers in NSL history. I mean, he'd be a fantastic person to learn from as a young striker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be an awesome coach and um, he, he knows a lot. I'm sure I'm going to learn a lot from him. And yeah, I was, I was very excited to come here under, under him and um, yeah, start learning and um, trying to progress to the next level. Definitely. Well, it's already a level up, I guess, from yeah. the um, Flight Centre Premier League. You yeah. scored an incredible, I think, thirteen goals in thirteen games. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've obviously got you've obviously got some striking ability, yeah. um, which is good. Um, how hard do you think it's going to be to be able to take that next step into the PlayStation Four National Premier Leagues? I think, from what I've heard, um, the leagues are very, very similar in level and quality. Um, I think the main thing is is the service that I get. If I if I can continue to get quality um, passes and and um, can continue to get chances, up, I have no doubt I'll I'll, I'll score. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you've obviously um, met your teammates last week. Yeah. Um, everything's gelling all right with them, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky enough to know some of them um, from playing with them previously. Um, only three or four of them, but um, yeah, every, they're all nice lads and um, yeah, good footballers. And I'm I'm just excited to to be here and, and to play with them. Definitely, could have made a debut on Saturday. Unfortunately, yeah. probably would have been playing water polo or something instead. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little bit um, flooded. Um, is that frustrating for you? Did you want to just hit the ground running, or is it giving you a bit more time to get used to your teammates, um, get that service working, and um, you know, give you a bit of a time to settle in? I think there's there's always positives and negatives, but um, of course, I, I was I was disappointed. I wanted to play. Um, I, I heard I was starting and I was itching to play. I was really excited. But um, definitely, there are positives that the game didn't go ahead, so that I can you know get more comfortable with with my teammates and um, be uh, more prepared for this weekend. Hopefully, 
Brilliant. Well, we're really looking forward to seeing you play. Um, you and best of luck at City. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to hear from Carter, and he sounds confident that he can step up. Yeah, he seemed very assured when we spoke. And like he said, it's all part of the plan to be progressing up the levels. And I think he's pretty excited to be at City. I'm really looking forward to seeing how he goes. Like, Even if he does need a bit of time to get his feet under him, he's going to learn so much from the players that we've got and, of course, from John Cosmina here. Um, and look, he's obviously got an eye for goal, 13 goals in 13 games. Hopefully he's going to have plenty of opportunities at City and it's going to be great to see what he can do. Great. It, it is exciting and we'll see how he goes when we play next. His manager at Eastern Suburbs wasn't too disappointed to let him go. No, I asked him about that. His former coach and dad, Steve Glockner, he had to put his um, father's hat on, I think. He played yeah. for City, of course, in the NSL in the 80s. So, look, I think he was probably disappointed from a coaching perspective to lose his top scorer. But really, from terms of his son's progression and his career, I think he, he, he understood that it was, it was for the best. And, and was Follow your dreams, go. son. Absolutely. Follow your dreams. All right. From one end of the field to the other. And our goalkeeping coach has had a special visitor over the last couple of weeks. He has. Billy Lumley, our goalkeeping coach, his brother Joe is over visiting in the English off-season. Uh, it's probably not something that would normally warrant mentioning, but Joe is current member of the Queen's Park Rangers squad in the Skybet Championship. He's been over for the last couple of weeks spending a bit of time at the club, and he spoke to me last night before training. OK, Joe Lumley, QPR goalkeeper, welcome to Australia. You. <laughs> Enjoy, enjoyed your time here so far? Oh, brilliant. Love it here. Yeah, so just been, been, cut, been coming down to, to the club for a couple of days, been learning, been like, listening to Billy Howie coaches and things. And then, yeah, so obviously done my, all my little touristy bits. Enjoying, enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get to learn a bit from, from the older brother, Harry Softney? He's had a pretty busy career around about the UK and I'm over here now. So Yeah, definitely. He, he's like big influence on why I'm where I am. And so and any advice that I've, I've... Well, the, the main advice that I've had is probably, probably through Billy and my dad, really, and obviously through... I've got a lot of advice through other coaches and things, but the main advice is through probably Billy and my dad um, so yeah so these boys have got such an experienced experienced goalie goalie coach to uh, to learn from and I'd just just take everything in that's what I'd do that's what I've done yeah I was just going to ask you a little bit about your career so far it's a bit of a young career still only 21 years yeah. old it's, it's kind of remarkable really but you've already made your championship debut yeah, yeah. and um, your debut for QPI in the first team yeah. in the FA Cup at Forest in the FA Cup at Forest yeah 30,000 people at the City Ground yeah, cool, how was that I can't remember them but yeah no it's brilliant <laughs> loved it so yeah so I made my debut in the FA Cup um, and then two days later I wasn't expecting to play in the in the championship but two days later the Rob Green was still ill they said, look, Joe, you've done really well in the FA Cup. We, we can trust you to play, play in the Championship, which... Fantastic. I, just, I, was, I was obviously nervous, but I loved it. Brilliant. That yeah. was at, Black, at Blackburn? Blackburn, or? yeah, away to Blackburn. So two massive clubs away as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, brilliant. Well, I guess you should enjoy the rest of your time, time yeah, exactly. off over here at a football club in Australia. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, I'm time off and I'm back playing football again. But, no, I love it. That's, if, I didn't, if I didn't love it, I wouldn't do it. But I've been I've been looking after myself out here, obviously Absolutely. with Billy. Me and Billy been going down the gym, work training here and that. Yeah, it's probably good. good to be in the environment of yeah. a of a semi professional football club yeah, out here at yeah. the same time. Yeah, well you just keep in the game, keep playing football. I like like watching watching the youngsters. You learn so much from. Cause you was in that in their shoes one day. Mm. I remember being in their shoes, and then you just you just learn everything. You just keep learning every day. Yeah. 
That's some great insight there from a young keeper with a, a really exciting career ahead of him. Yeah, it really was. Just still a young man, only 21 years old. I, I watched him with at training last night with the youth goalkeepers as well as the senior keepers and look it's really great for those players to come and see how a professional player prepares and trains uh, goalkeepers have to be a little bit different from the rest of the squad obviously different skills and they train separately but it, it was really interesting to see how he carried himself and how he tried to impart that knowledge the key thing that I took from Joe was that he just loves football and everything to do with it he's on holidays on his off season and he's spending time getting better with his brother and helping other people get better. And for that, like, it's really, really impressive. He's a really lovely guy and a credit to his club and himself. Your article from that interview with Joe will be up on the website later in the week. And that wasn't the full interview. You had a, quite a lengthy chat with Joe. You can listen to that in its entirety on SoundCloud. Yeah, just a quick note. Billy Lumney's running a goalkeeper camp during the next school holidays. Watching training last night, it was really good to see how much confidence those young goalkeepers get from Billy and Joe, but more from Billy, and we heard in the interview how much of a role model Billy's been to Joe, who's a professional goalkeeper now in, the, in, in England. He's played a massive role in Joe's development, so if your child's interested, get them signed up. All the details are on the website. Excellent. Thanks, Simon. We're still awaiting confirmation of our rescheduled match against the Thunder. So at the moment, City's next match is next Sunday against Olympic. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for listening once again. Of course, we'll be back next week for the next edition of the Forza City podcast. My name's David Frizzell. He's been Simon Smale. Bye for now. Bye.